What is up, everybody? We are live. Norwood Media Vision. The show is called Thoughts of the Week. And um, we're going to get right into it, man, because I've been having some serious difficulties with the uh, the apps and cloud-based systems I've been trying to use to go live with. So we're just going to keep it raw and go native, man, and um, just go that route. I started off, I tried to do this show three times today and just not having the best of luck at all with the show. So what I'm going to try to do now is just go on and use the app and we're going to just do it natively, man. And hopefully this time around things will work and uh, we can... um, commence with the show so before I go into the topics um, you guys can support the show thoughts of the week you can go to anchor.fm slash Norwood Media slash support if you guys want to support the show I would definitely appreciate it for uh, future episodes to keep the show going with future episodes I see that a lot of people are definitely listening to the show on the um, podcast platforms, and I definitely appreciate that. And um, I see that people are watching the show live, and I definitely appreciate that. So give your support to the show. You can support as low as 99 cents, all right, monthly, 99 cents. Or you can go as high as $9.99 a month. Whatever you decide you want to do is alright with me. And I would definitely appreciate it. And it will help to continue with the show. Alright. Also, I want to thank all the subscribers that's been um, that subscribed to Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. I'm sure they check they check out this show live. When I'm on live on YouTube at times. And those who are uh, following on Norwood Media Vision on Facebook. I appreciate you guys as well for checking out the show. And um, let me see what else I got before we get started. Also, you guys be sure to... Let me get out of here real quick so you guys can check that out. All right. This uh, book is coming out January 1st, as you can see. It's called How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. All right. It's going to be available on Amazon.com. Okay, so be sure to check that out. Get the book. It's going to be available on Amazon.com. I wrote this book. And um, I made it very detailed, very easy to, uh, very easy read. I think it's like 20-something pages, 26, 28, somewhere around there. All right. Um, Very informative. Um, It will definitely give you the tools and the information you need to start a podcast. As you guys see, I'm I'm using... um, the Facebook app right now to actually do this show. And I would definitely um, say that everybody has some piece of equipment right now with them that they can actually use to start their own podcast show. All right. And like I said, um, there was other uh, apps and there's probably one more app I didn't use that I probably will if something goes wrong with this one, I will uh, try that app. But so far, so good. Everything is working just fine. All right. And hopefully it will stay that way. So you guys be sure to get this book. All right. If you want if you are interested in starting a podcast, definitely pick up this book. It'll be again, like I said, it'll be available on Amazon. 
and also will be available on my site, which is bit.ly slash Norwood Publishings, all right, with an S at the end of Publishings, all right, and I will put the uh, information in the description once this uh, show is over. I will put all that information in where you guys can get the book. Also, I mean, like I said, that this will uh, this book is coming out January first, but you have an opportunity to get the book before then if you take the course. All right. So if you take the course, the course is available now. The same name: How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. And let me see here. Let me do this. All right, let me go to the site real quick. If you guys go to the site, you can take the course and you get a copy of the ebook. It's going to be on the course. So, this is where you go, okay? You go to bit.ly forward slash capital H, capital T, capital U. Let me type it in again. As you guys can see on the screen, those who are watching the show live, all right, you see that right there? See that up there? That's going to be the web address. See, there you go. That's the web address right there. All right, hit enter, and it'll bring you to what you guys are watching right now, all right? How to University, there's the course, all right, how to start a podcast real easy. All right. And it starts it'll be available January 1st, 9 a.m. You can buy it, you can pre-order it right now and take and uh the course will be available. Oh, matter of fact, that's January 1st as well. So that's my mistake. I thought I had it available early. So you can actually take this course and the book will be part of the course. Or if you just want to do it on your own, um, you don't want to take the course, you can always get the book. All right? And it'll be available on Amazon.com or bit.ly forward slash Norwood Publishings. All right? So there you have it. All right? There it is. There it is. And let me just check something real quick here. Okay. So everything's going good so far. Anyway, let's move on and talk about another course that's coming out in February. All right, February 1st, I finally got the course completed. I was having, um, I got it able to upload it. And this course is called How to Be Your Own VIP Protection Specialist. All right, it will be available February 1st for streaming only. You get to stream it. It's yours. You can stream at any time. Watch the stream at any time. There's 15. I call it for for the sake of understanding. I have 15 chapters of this course or modules. 15 modules to this course. All right. And it'll show you how to be your own your own bodyguard. It will show you things like. Having your uh, developing your safe houses, it will show you things about being aware of your surroundings because you hear a lot of people when you get on, you watch the news, you hear people talk about saying things like, Yeah, if you see something, then say something. But as we all know, there's been a lot of people seeing something and reporting a lot of garbage to police. Yeah, they're saying something, but it's been a lot of garbage, and you know what I'm talking about calling on people because their daughter is selling water or calling on people because they're barbecuing in a park. And those are not crimes that's going to affect somebody. They're not crimes at all, all right? There's people calling on little kids saying that the little kid grabbed their butt, all right? That's not what we're trying to look for, okay? So this course will show you how to be your own bodyguard, it's called How to Be Your Own VIP Protection Specialist. And there's a lot of information in there. I also uh, walked through a mall, an unnamed mall. I, I didn't disclose what mall it was. 
And I, sh I walk from one end to the other showing you different things to look for, to look out for. And you can also apply that information to anywhere you go. You might go overseas. You might go visit somebody in another state. You might go to another country. The information in here will show you things to be looking out for. You can apply these things anywhere you go. All right. So, like I said, I show you some things about awareness. I, I talk about hotel security. I talk about developing your safe houses and a whole lot more. So, be sure to get this course. And you can definitely get this course by going to, I'm going to put the uh, site up real quick here. For those that are watching, you can go to bit.ly forward slash survive and protect. All right. And the course will be available. So far we have, there's two courses up there. There's um, how to simple emergency planning and four easy steps. That's a more condensed version that doesn't have everything in it like the how to be your own VIP protection, all right? This gives you just, the uh, first course here gives you simple tips to a plan for emergencies, whereas how to be your own VIP protection specialist will give you a pretty much uh, a checklist A to Z, what you need to look for. Also, um, in how to be your own VIP protection specialist, I talk about ambush zones, because as you guys who are watching me live now can see in the picture here, the lady here is, you know, not paying attention. And this guy right here, I don't know who this guy is. It might be the host of this show, Thoughts of the Week. Um, this lady's just walking through and not being, uh, not realizing she's about to get ambushed. And so I talk about that. I talk about being aware of your surroundings. Like I said before, hotel safety. Um, what else? I, I talk about different ways to plan in advance your for your security all right and a whole lot more so be sure to go to this site bit.ly forward slash survive and protect as you guys see up here and get the course the course is fifty dollars if you want the other course how to simple emergency planning and four easy steps is only $9.99 all right and they're available for stream um, I think they are both, they all, <clears throat> excuse me, they both will be available for, to rent as well. And the rent price, the streaming rent price will be a little bit cheaper because you only get so much time to watch the whole thing. But um, I think it's beneficial if you get the whole course, you stream, you know, get the whole course stream uh, for the full price. Because that way you can look at it whenever you get ready. You can look at each module or you can take, you can pick which one you want to watch first, whatever module interests you. And uh, you can do it on your own time. You can do it from your laptop, your tablet, um, I believe your phone as well. So I think it's very beneficial for your safety. It's only $50. Um, similar courses like this, they charge in $100, $200, $300. And I'm giving it to you. For the price of $50 and it has very detailed information. All right. Very detailed information. So uh, let me see if we got anything else here. Again, like I said, I want to thank all my listeners to all the from all the podcast platforms that are listening. Those who are listening to me through podcast platforms and those who are watching me on social media, on the social media live. I definitely appreciate you guys for checking out this show. And once again, like I said, be sure to support the show by going to, I'm going to put that on the screen as well. And like I said, this will all be put in, in the description for all my listeners who want to support this show. All right. So it is, once again, it's, a-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Norwood Media slash support. All right. So that's anchor dot F-M slash Norwood Media slash support. And for those who are watching on, watching this live, this is the screen that you would come to. There you go. And it gives you three different choices on the price, the amount you would like to pay a month. You have a 99 cent. 
you have a $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. Any one of those, I would definitely appreciate the support to the show because I have some uh, future episodes that's going to be very beneficial to all listeners. And like I said, here goes the uh, site. You just click on support this podcast there and it'll take you to where you need to go and you handle the information you need to handle. All right. So, again, with that being said, let me make sure we got everything else covered here before we move on. And I want to give a shout out to Facebook because so far their app is not crashed or froze on me. And I got. I'm looking at a small monitor on my right hand side to make sure everything is working correctly so far. All right. Um, I got some observations that I've been making or noticing. Some things I've been observing throughout the year, but we'll probably get that get to that next to the last uh, topic. And so we're gonna start off with. This uh, there's a former FBI agent who's warning or giving a warning to people who have those car keys. If you guys can see this picture in the uh, in my live stream right now, uh, you know those electronic keys where you can press the button and unlocks your door, press the button and it locks your door. Some of some of the keys have the uh, alarm. You press the button and the alarm goes off. And some of you guys have it to where there's even a button to start your car. But there's apparently an FBI agent who's warning and saying put aluminum foil around it. I don't know what that is all about, but we're going to check that out right now. All right. And so here's the article here. It says, why authorities warn you should always keep your keys wrapped in foil. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read this and I'm going to speak on it. I've read it before. But I'm and I'm gonna speak on it in a few minutes here. All right. So it says it's no secret that more than ever, thieves are getting more clever as safety technologies evolve. So do ways criminals steal from you. All right. One of the biggest purchases you can make in life in your life outside of a home is your vehicle. That's why it's important to understand. New ways criminals are using technologies to steal them. What thieves are now doing is they are using a relay attack to break into cars. Basically what this relay attack does is it hijacks the signal from a person's key fob, which allows them to open a car without the alarm going off. It also, in many cases, lets them start the car without having to have the actual keys in their possession. So, some of you guys are getting your car stolen, and you're wondering how because you're figuring, hey, I got the door locked, my windows are locked, um, my keys to the car wasn't stolen, so how are these people stealing my cars? And some of you are having your cars broken into, and you're saying that your car doors are locked, and most likely you're telling the truth. But somehow people are still getting in. All right. So this might be what is going on and what's taking place. All right. So this uh, the goal. Let me read a little bit further here. It says, but how but how exactly do the thieves get close enough to your keys to steal the signal? It's pretty easy, actually. They often work in teams of two or more. All right. So let me um, expound on that real quick. There's been, um, in the area where I live at, there's been a lot of car break-ins. And some people have video at their residence or hotels or whatever. And when you when they pull in the videos up, they are seeing like two or more people rolling up to the property, whether it's their personal home or it's their um, apartment complex or it's a hotel. And they're seeing two or more people rolling up and checking car doors and Things like that. Now, some people have been leaving their cars unlocked, but and it's hard to see in that video whether or not these guys have that um, that relay signal to attack the uh, what is it called again? Relay attack to be able to get the um, the key signals from your key fob. 
And that may, that may very well be what's going on is that they're they're using this relay attack to um, steal the key signal. All right. So to go further, it says one will get close to the to victim, and the other will be close to their car. That way, when the hacking device that's near the victim, who has the keys in their possession, it sends a signal to the other device near the car, unlocking it. Then they enter and use the same signal to start the car. All right. And they're off. And when you get back to your parking spot, your confusion soon turns to anger and a sick feeling in your stomach. However, this type of criminal activity can be stopped quite easily, according to these former FBI agent, and very inexpensively. What many people are doing is they are wrapping their keys in tin foil to block the signals from being able to be hijacked. Former FBI agent Holly Hubert, who specialized in cybersecurity, told the Detroit Free Press, although it's not ideal, it is the most inexpensive way. She continued with, the cyber threat is so dynamic and ever-changing, it's hard for consumers to keep up. While this is a great way to stop thieves from stealing your car during the day, while you are out and about, it's quite annoying to keep having to rewrap them in foil. Since criminals are getting more and more brave stealing cars from driveways, both during the day and night, there's an easier way to protect yourself while at home or sleeping. Simply place your keys in an old coffee can. This acts in the same way the foil does. It blocks the signal from being able to be stolen. If you don't have an old tin can laying around, you can also keep your key fob in a microwave, fridge, or the freezer. All of these will do the trick. All right? So there you have it with that particular uh, situation. So if you guys are having that problem, and or your neighbors, friends, or whatever is getting their car stolen while going Christmas shopping or from their house, take these tips in mind, all right? It's definitely, uh, it's either, it's worth to try. The security tip is worth to try anyway. All right. So be sure to do that. And, uh, maybe you want to send us a, a shout, maybe send some, uh, message in the description of this video and let me know, um, your story on how this happened. Also, you can also email survive and protect. All right. Survive and protect online at gmail.com and let them know about your story in regards to this uh, particular story here regarding what the FBI agent is talking about. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic here. All right. A lot of you might not have heard about the, um, there was a FedEx driver who, um, got into an incident. I hate to say that he got into it. Someone got into an incident with him and started uh, giving, um, you know, calling racial slurs to this FedEx driver. It's a black guy who's a FedEx driver and is a, a white guy. Well, apparently they got into an altercation and the FedEx driver punched the man and who called him the racial slurs and the man ended up dying. But um, authorities won't be prosecuting that particular gentleman because they said he was defending himself. So he won't be, no one will be pressing charges. He won't be going to jail. All right. So let's pull up. There you go. We will pull up that article real quick. There's one on Fox News and there's also one on, um, blacknews.com as well <clears throat> so let's check out the one on black news alright let's see if we can pull this one up real quick let's see if we can find it here let's see it should be on here somewhere there we go all right, there we go. All right, so no charges for the black FedEx driver who fatally punched man calling him racial slurs. And let me um let me say this to 
I know racism and this and prejudice. Well, we're gonna leave prejudice out. The racism and suspected whoever are the suspected white supremacists around this country and around the world, and those who subscribe to that thought. I want to make this. I uh, hope you guys understand that not every black person is gonna cower down to being harassed and. They're going to protect themselves, all right? So you guys need to take heed and be careful who you decide to approach because not everybody is going to not everybody's going to um, stand there and allow themselves to get stabbed. They're not going to allow themselves to get assaulted, punched, or anything like that, okay? They're not, not everybody's going to stand there and allow you to punch them in the face, stab you, and, and you're going to think you're going to get away with it. So this gentleman here, Timothy Warren, an African-American FedEx driver from Oregon who punched Joseph Magnuson and Joseph died later. Uh, Mr. Warren has been freed of any charges because his actions were legally justified according to the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office. All right. It was determined that he acted in self-defense and that Magnuson was the first one to be aggressive as he kept yelling racial slurs to Warren. All right. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that this gentleman protected himself, number one, and he won't be receiving any charges, number two. And uh, that's just, uh, like I said, it's a heads up for all you guys who subscribe to the racist mindset or you guys are suspected to be white supremacists, not every black man is going to stand there and allow you to um, assault them or take them out or even hang them because there have been some black men, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, that have been hung. And uh, not everybody's going to go for that. There's some people that's going to fight, and they're going to fight to the death if they need to. All right, so... You might need to take heed to that. Don't try to walk up on everybody and think everybody's going to cower down. Okay? It's not going to happen that way. All right? Uh, to go a little bit further, it says, There were no evidence found indicating that Warren contemplated killing Magnuson when he hit him in the left eye. Thus, Senior Deputy District Attorney Adam Gibbs declined to prosecute Warren. After a while, a county medical examiner also determined that Magnuson died due to his extremely poor health beforehand that was only worsened by his fall to the ground all right so he already this guy already had bad health as it is and he decided he was going to confront warren and call him all these racial comments and stuff like that and he was already in bad health so he had the nerve to do that and then the end result was him getting taken out but he was already in bad health to begin with all right Witness accounts attest that Magnuson was the one who started the conflict, who yelled the nigger word and other aggressive and abusive behavior at Warren while he was driving the FedEx truck slowly through the area last September 27. Magnuson allegedly continued yelling the nigger, yelling nigger and shouting at Warren to slow down until Warren stopped the car or the truck and tried talking to Magnuson. At some point, both of them were yelling at each other. Witnesses saw Magnuson throw a drink and a bag of food at Warren, which he knocked out of Magnuson's hand. Magnuson then tried to hit Warren, but he missed. So Magnuson even tried to throw the blow, and he missed Warren. Warren threw one punch at Magnuson, then Magnuson fell to the ground and went unconscious, as stated on District Attorney Gibbs' memo. All right? Uh, after the incident, Magnuson stayed at the scene until the police arrived and cooperated with the investigation. He was tested for toxicology, but the results weren't available as of Monday. And we can pretty much gather that if he's at work, he wasn't drinking. Okay, Gibbs said the findings are not of significance to the legal analysis. All right. Moreover, Gibbs wrote that while Magnuson could not have been killed if Warren did not stop driving and went down went down the truck. The decision by Mr. Warren, who is black, to not let the racist vitriol to which he was being subjected go unanswered is not of legal significance. 
Oregon law contains no duty to retreat. So there you go. Oregon, so Oregon law has the no duty to retreat law. And Mr. Warren was within his right to exit his vehicle and verbally challenge the manner in which Mr. Magnuson was addressing him. All right. Gibbs added in the written memo. Mr. Magnuson was the initial verbal aggressor. Mr. Warren responded in kind. Mr. Magnuson then escalated and became the initial physical aggressor. Mr. Warren again responded in kind. Meanwhile, Magnuson was publicly declared dead last week on Monday, and it was under review by the district attorney's office. This case is considered the fourth homicide in Portland this year that has been legally determined to be due to self-defense and the third to happen while the person defending themselves was working. All right, so there you have it. I won't even go into the um, the Fox News article, and pretty much I believe it'll all, it will all be the same here. All right, so uh, salute to uh, Timothy Warren, man, um, for standing up for himself. Um, salute to Oregon. They have a no-duty-to-retreat law, all right? So... That's one case where it's worked in this gentleman's favor. All right. And so we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Uh, let's see here. So we got that. Now, I was talking about hanging earlier. This gentleman right here, should I call him? I don't know why I should call him gentleman. But um, some of you know him, some of you don't. This guy's name is uh, Senator Charles Younger. And it is believed that he is, uh, I think he's a um, Republican in Mississippi, Mississippi lawmaker. Well, he made some comments. All right. He made some very interesting comments. And I know that you guys will, um, let me make sure here, let me make sure, let me put this back up. If you heard my last, uh, I think it was my last episode in regards to uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith, where she, I think she was running for governor, if I'm not mistaken. She made the comment of um, saying that if they have a, a hanging, she would be the first one to sit in the front row of this hanging. Well, apparently, this Charles Younger guy, as you see here, let me pull up his picture again. This Charles Younger is in support of Cindy Hyde-Smith. And he went a little bit further from Cindy Hyde's comment here. All right. And um, let me see here. There we go. Charles Younger is in favor of a law where, make sure hopefully this thing will pull up. Let's make sure it pulls up here. Let me see here. Let me get it pulled up. There's a couple of articles here. We're going to go with this first one here. Republican senator in Mississippi wants to bring back public, public hangings. Imagine that. Imagine that. He wants to bring back public hangings so Senator Charles Younger a Republican in Mississippi wants to bring back public hangings one week after a video emerged of Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde Smith defending lynching another white Republican has come forward with a defense for lynching according to Mississippi Today Senator Charles Younger shared his thoughts on lynching after a rally for Hyde Smith. Younger argued with the publication that public hangings could be a crime deterrent. So, he's saying have a public hanging where people will come out and watch somebody get hung, get lynched. He says, you know, we're, I'll read a little bit further, but what didn't they do that like in slavery times or back in the 40s and stuff like that where they had public hangings? And who were the people who always were hung in these public hangings? Right? And here you got a guy who wants to bring those back. So any of you guys uh, think about supporting this guy, you might want to think again. 
All right. It says the read further public hanging was an execution was an execution style. Younger said. Now I'm going to read that again. This is his quotes. Public hanging was an execution style. It wasn't lynching, according to him. It was a public hanging where it had to pass through the courts and it wasn't a color or a race issue. But when did you see, how many of y'all know about public hangings? Who, who were the people who were hung? All right. But I'll read on. It was just a means of punishment. And frankly, this is him saying all of this. This is Charles Younger saying this. I'll read it again. Public hanging was an execution style. It wasn't lynching. It was a public hanging where it had to pass through the courts. And it wasn't a color or a race issue. It was just a means of punishment. And frankly, if it was back again, I think it would deter a lot of crimes. Younger attempted to justify his statement by saying that Democrats would have agreed to a public hanging of Dylan Roof, Roof, the white teen terrorist, who I don't know if he was a teenager though, white teen terrorist who killed nine black churchgoers in Charleston, South Carolina. In the state of Mississippi, hanging was used as a form of legal execution until 1940. The state legally executed 257 people from 1804 until 1940. Out of that number... 200 people were black according to a study done by the University of South Alabama from 1882 to 1968 Mississippi had the most lynchings in America with 581 imagine that I'm not even going to go any further with this article with this subject there you go Senator Charles Younger, Republican, he wants to bring back hanging, or what he calls public hanging, which basically is lynching, because you and I know who will be the most people, and you just seen me read it, and some of you just heard me read it, the majority of people who were hung or lynched were black people. All right, so... If you guys are supporting him, we're going to take it that you are of the same mindset. All right? It's just that simple. So now we're going to go with a piggyback to this particular topic where there are three black U.S. senators introducing a bill to make lynching a federal hate crime. So we have just the opposite. We have three Senators wanting to introduce a bill to make it a federal hate crime if somebody gets lynched. So here you got Charles Younger wanting to bring back public hangings, which is really public lynchings. You, he wants to bring that back. But then you got three black senators. Charles Younger is white. You have three black senators wanting to introduce a bill to make lynching a federal hate crime. All right. So you have Senators Cory Booker. Senator Tim Scott and Senator, Senator Kamala Harris introduced a bill that would make lynching a federal hate crime. A similar bill has been introduced in the House. All right, so let's check that out. All right. Let's check this story out. And here we go. <clears throat> All right, we got the three black U.S. senators introduced bill to make lynching a federal hate crime. All right, the United States Senate's three black members introduced a bill on Friday. Um, this story came out in June, all right, of this year, but um, I thought it was pretty interesting to bring up in relation to Charles Younger. So, they introduced a bill on Friday that would make lynching a federal hate crime. The move came more than two weeks after a similar bill was introduced in the House of Representatives. Nearly 200 anti-lynching bills were introduced in Congress from 1882 to 1986. None of them were approved. This sends a very powerful message, says Cory Booker. Democrat of New Jersey who introduced the Senate bill along with Kamala Harris, Democrat of California, 
and Tim Scott, a South Carolina Republican. Mm, imagine that, a South Carolina Republican, Tim Scott. Literally thousands of African Americans were being lynched throughout history and the Senate never stepped up to pass any legislation to stop this heinous, despicable behavior. All right. Under the bill, lynching would be punishable by a sentence of up to life in prison. The measure would not preclude murder charges that can already be brought under existing law. All right. Let me see here. Representative Leonidas Dyer of Missouri sponsored an anti-lynching bill that was thwarted by Southern Democrats in the 1920s. Mm, that's deep. By Southern Democrats. In the course of a crime, there can be multiple charges, Mr. Booker said in a phone interview. This bill will make lynching another charge on top of murder. Sixteen other senators, including Bernie Sanders, an independent from Vermont, Kirsten Gillibrand, a New York Democrat, and Tim Kaine, Democrat of Virginia, have signed on as co-sponsors. The bill also has the support of the majority leader, Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky. Now, I said this article was in June, so I don't know if that has changed since then or is still the same. It says, uh, McConnell says, I thought we did that many years ago. He said in an interview on Sirius XM, I hadn't thought about it. I thought that I thought that was done back during LBJ or some period like that. Yeah, right. If we need one at the federal level, I certainly will support it, he said. The bill comes nearly 100 years after Leonidas Dyer, a United States representative from Missouri, introduced anti-lynching legislation. In 2005, the Senate agreed to apologize to victims and the descendants of the victims of lynching for its failure to enact anti-lynching legislation. So they just agreed to apologize to these victims, and that's it. Nothing financial. No other help or assistance, just an agreement to apologize to him for not enacting an anti-lynching legislation bill. Imagine that. So, then you have the two contrasts, the two opposites. You got Charles Younger wanting to bring the lynchings back, and you got the three black senators, along with some other senators and people who want to get involved, some being Republican, who say they want to um, make it a hate crime to lynch. All right, so there you have it on that. And before I get to the last two, I want to um, go over some observations that I made. All right, there's some observations that I've, some things that I've been noticing throughout this year and maybe some of last year um, that... Might need to be uh, taken heed. You know what I mean? And so, one of those things, I go down the list. There's a few things I have here. One of the things um, I've noticed that there's been um, these rape videos that have been coming out off and on. And you, one of the most notable ones was the one with, um, I think it's Kanika Jenkins, I think. They said um, she she had been raped and then supposedly thrown in the freezer afterwards at this hotel or whatever. And there's been other videos that, you know, hasn't been, I guess hasn't really made the mainstream news. But there's other incidents of this going on. And these kids are putting this stuff on Facebook, um, Instagram, you know, showing this live. And I find that really weird and odd. Um, also, what I've noticed that there's been different types of challenges. Like, uh, for example, the Ice Bucket Challenge. You have the uh, the Kiki video, the Drake song, where people start singing and they jump out the car and dance while the car is moving. Um, they had this challenge where the people, kids were lighting themselves on fire to throw alcohol on themselves. And they'll stand in the tub and light themselves up to show people they're not getting burned. And unfortunately, there's been cases where 
that alcohol dried out and these people are, you know, end up getting burned. Or their clothes catching on fire and stuff like that. They'll put it on their clothes and light themselves up, put alcohol on themselves and so and to show that their clothes wasn't burning. Um also there's been uh the pass out challenge where kids would take numerous deep breaths and then they would go on and hold it for the last one and someone would push them in the chest and they all of a sudden they pass out. There's been videos like that. Um celebrities been doing this one where they they'll sing a rap song what what they would do for the D or what they do for the P. You'll fill in what those letters mean. Um, if you don't know, ask somebody about it. But celebrities joined in on that type of, I guess you could say is a challenge type of video. Also, I've been noticing that there have been um, people who have been passing out. All right, whether it's in uh, parking lots on a gas station parking lot on um, a store or Walmart or a Target, um, hotel parking lot in a hotel room. Um, a lot of that's been going on real heavy lately. And um, I think it's what's contributing to that is the um, the heroin possibly coming back. And I don't know if it's the meth really doing that. I think it's uh, the return of heroin possibly. Or the fentanyl. You got the fentanyl situation going. That's real deadly. Right? And so... I've been noticing a lot of situations of that happening as well. All right. Um, there's been athletes who will come out and try to speak about um, things like we're dealing with race or with politics. And they're not really, don't seem to be knowledgeable about it or know just a little bit enough to um, debate somebody. Not even that they have to debate. Sometimes the opposition will make these comments that they that is not true and other people will know, but then the athletes will try to give a rebuttal, but then they end up tying themselves up because they don't know the actual facts, and so they can't, they're not able to show and prove that what the other person is saying is a lie, right? So there's been a lot of situations like that where celebrities and athletes are talking about issues that when you hear them, they don't, they don't seem to have it all together about the particular topic, whether it's dealing with race or with dealing with politics or both. All right. Another thing I've been noticing, I guess it's died down some, that um it was seeming starting to seem like a lot of black women would start to get attacked. And you had some incidences, one that comes to mind where um the two ladies who were, I think either one of them got stabbed. And the guy tried to stab the other one, or both of them got stabbed, but then the other black woman ended up dying. I think they were either mother and daughter or two sisters or something to that effect. And there's been some other incidents where um, there was a lady hung in Atlanta, I think. And speaking on the topics the, uh, that I was speaking about earlier, Charles Younger and then the, the three black senators, there's been five incidents that I, I am aware of that happened in Atlanta or around Atlanta where there were black people hung, right? And um, they tried to say that it was suicides, but when people started looking into it further, they find out the way these people were hung, really lynched, and um, they said, no, nah, there's no way these people done it to themselves. And as a historical thing, there's a historical knowledge that black people are not into hanging themselves. There's very few people, if you compare ratios from the black race to white or black race to Asians or black race to Indians or black race to whoever, the ratio will be low on the black people going out and hanging themselves. All right, so that's another issue right there. Another thing I observed and, and noticed about, uh, you know, that I've picked up and noticed. Another, another thing, uh, let me see here. I think that was pretty much it. Those are some of the things that I've um, begin to uh, noticed and observed, man. And it's kind of uh, interesting. Like I said, these other challenges, they're doing it. I don't know. It's more entertaining, but we seem to get more into being entertaining about stuff. And when it comes to real serious issues that we need to 
tackle, we kind of shy away from it or we don't know the, the facts or the information about the real stuff we really need to be dealing with. And so we get caught up in entertaining ourselves by doing these challenges, ice, throwing ice on yourself or throwing cold water or lighting yourself up, pouring alcohol on yourself and lighting yourself up. And what's that doing for the, uh, the bigger picture? for the real issues that are affecting people, right? So this is something for y'all to, to think about and look at, man. We need to stop. Entertaining is cool. I love I like entertainment. I like watching things. But when when do you get serious? What At what point do you get serious? When does that happen? All right? So I just wanted to bring those points up. And uh, we're going to move on to the next subject here. And... Um, these are two young ladies I want to give props to. Um, one of them is Zandra Cunningham, and we'll get into what she she does. And um, the other one is Katina Washington. All right, Zandra, Cun Zandra Cunningham and Katina Washington. I want to give those two a shout out. I don't know them personally, but let me show you what they are doing all right that's pretty cool so zandra cunningham has is an entrepreneur she's 18 years old all right zandra cunningham is 18 years old and she has let me see if i can make sure i find the article here she has started a business of uh, beauty product line for teenagers. I thought it was real cool. All right, let me see if I can find it here. Let me find, let me find, let me find. I might have skipped over it. But I want to uh, shout her out. Let's do this real quick. I'll find it here. All right. Zandra Cunningham. Alrighty. Zandra Cunningham is a teen beauty entrepreneur. Alright. Let me make sure I can find the article here. The one I was looking at. This might be it. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll get to it very shortly. There we go. Alrighty. So, we have a black teen CEO, and that's Zandra Cunningham. She debuts a new plant-based skincare product line and production facility on top of that. She has her own production facility where she produces the stuff. Check that out. Zandra, an award-winning plant-based artisan skincare product range for teens, launches its new Zandra 18 brand product line at the CEO's graduation, grand opening, and community awards night. All right, that's dope. It says Zandra Cunningham, the 18-year-old founder of Zandra, an award-winning plant-based artisan skincare product range for teenage skin has started a nationwide launch of her new brand of women's face care products called Zandra 18. The launch event will take place at the teen CEO's official graduation and community awards night on Saturday, July 7th in Buffalo, New York. Okay, So this already took place, but like I said, I did my research and I found this out. And this is going to be one of the things I start doing on this show is um, start shouting out and saluting. Uh, positive black success and here is one story here of Zandra Cunningham so you guys start looking up Zandra 18 she has the skincare products and it's plant-based all right for women and teens all right so the launch into women's face care marks an important step for the once all teen brand so she once her brand was once all teens now she's launching into the women all right Zandra 18 represents a fresh take on the brand's no icky stuff. 
natural plant-based philosophy by starting with a makeup remover complete with her signature fresh scent and quality blends perfect for all skin types the makeup remover will introduce new customers to an effective cosmetic staple that delivers deeply cleansed skin and natural nourishment the full range which will be made available in stores across the usa by fall of 2018 so it should be out now will include a herbal clay clarifying clay clarifying bar toner for skin repair and normalizing the skin after cleansing a scrub mask for an exfoliating and smoothing facial detox and a light moisturizing finishing oil that works perfectly under makeup all products are made from organic and natural ingredients and never tested on animals combining her own 18th birthday celebration with the product launch teen ceo zondra cunningham said i am so happy to launch our new face care line we have created fantastic products for all young women who are challenged by new skin care demands as they also shift from teen to adulthood so she was once a teen herself she's shifting from teen she's turning eight she turned 18 so she's going from teen to adulthood and she knows a lot of kids are doing making that shift girls turning from girls to women and so she's developed that skincare product line just for them and i'm sure the women's line will be for the grown woman as well all right it says um face care is is so important and what makes sandra so unique is our clean and effective formulas amazing scents and great quality the new the new line marks the start of a brand review and partnership with this uh, sephora mentorship team so i'm really excited about this nationwide launch all right so shout out to her man zandra cunningham there she is right there uh, entrepreneur at 18 she has her uh, skincare line for the young girls and and young women so you support her and her ventures all right and so with that being said we're going to go into one more young lady i want to shout out let's see here and that is katina washington she has an interesting story that you would want to check out all right let me see if we can find the article yes we got it yes indeed and so katina washington all right here she is and we're going to read a few years ago katina washington's event was virtually unknown and few people attended today the she has everything is the letters s h e and it's the, and it's the word is she but those letters stand for something it stands for she has everything all right today the she has everything event is a must do for black entrepreneurs selling their handcrafted products the event is so popular that booth spaces for this week's event were sold out in december all right so there was one time when she was trying to get people to go to her events. She was trying to get black entrepreneurs and nobody would really show up. Now it's got so big that she's even had to send some people away because it's been sold out. All right, so it says, this is the sixth year now, said Washington, owner of Unique and She, event creator. All right, so she, she does her events. In the beginning... I had 75 in attendance, 75 people in attendance. And as of today, I have a thousand people registered for the She Has Everything event for the first time. All right. This is a record breaker. I have vendors coming from Atlanta, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Tennessee, Missouri, and Iowa. This is the first time I've had this many people from this many states to attend. Originally, Washington started the event with two other women. And the acronym stood for Shoes, Hot Accessories, and Eats. Okay, so when the two women left, they left. And um, a friend of uh, Katina Watson suggested to keep, this, to keep the acronym but change the meaning. 
And so it was changed to she has everything. So she has everything was born. For about two or three years, I was pretty much begging people to be in the event. And now I have a waiting list, Washington said. While the she event provides an opportunity for black entrepreneurs to sell their wares, it gives residents a chance to support local small businesses and recycle dollars in the black community. That's dope. In keeping with her goal to help the community, Washington often donates booth space to new entrepreneurs. And two years ago, she began providing youth scholarships. So, uh, so far, she's she's donated $1,200 in scholarships. Washington is proving, is providing, excuse me, Washington is providing two $500 scholarships to kidpreneurs through the YMCA. All right. And she says, I don't want it to be a vending event, Washington said. We want it to be an experience. All right, so there you have it. Shout out to Katina Washington for creating her She Events. And she's the owner-operator of Unique and She, which stands for She Has Everything. All right, so you black entrepreneurs, get with Katina, man, and hook up. And uh, being getting her event, I forgot. I don't know what state is she in. I didn't. Maybe I read it, but didn't uh, pay attention to it. I don't know what state it's that she does this in. And I will probably have to look that up later on and find out. But um, you guys try to get a hold of Katina Washington. All right. Once again, there she is. And so that ends this episode of Thoughts of the Week. All right. I appreciate it again, you guys, for definitely um, listening to the show. And those who watch me live, I definitely appreciate you guys for checking out the live cast. Those who listen and you guys want to see me every now and then and check out, check me out live, just go to Norwood Media Vision on YouTube or Norwood Media Vision on Facebook and you can check me out live. All right. Once, uh, what's up, Vince? Man, I'm about to get up out of here in a few minutes. But um, definitely check out the replay. And don't forget, the new course is coming out February 1st. It's how to be your own VIP protection specialist. All right? And don't forget that the book is coming out January 1st. All right? How to start a podcast real easy. All right, pick up that book. You can get it from Amazon.com January 1st. And incidentally, I have the course with the same name. And um, you take the course and you, you get the book with it. The ebook comes with the course. So you can get the you can take the course and download the ebook, or you can just go to Amazon.com and get the ebook, or you can go to bit.ly forward slash Norwood publishings i'm gonna put that up here real quick so you guys can check it out all right that's bit.ly forward slash norwood publishings and um i don't believe i have the book up yet but i will be uploading that book and making it available here as well there you go there's norwood publishings or like i said you can go to Amazon.com. Let me just put that up on the screen real quick. Either way, either place you can get, you can download the ebook at Norwood Publishings or you can get the Kindle book on Amazon.com. All right. Let me pull that up real quick. You can get on pre order right now for Amazon.com. There goes, there's the book right there. All right. Get it for, get it for pre order and when January 1st hits, it'll go right to your Kindle. All right. Very detailed information how to start your podcast. You don't need expensive equipment. As you see, I'm doing my show using the Facebook app. I use other apps as well and other um, cloud-based software, but lately the other stuff has been giving me a lot of problems, so i got to find out what's going on with that. All right, so you want to know how to start your podcast, you're interested in doing your own thing, Get the book, check it out. Or if you want to take the course, let's take you there real quick. Let's take you there really fast. All right. You can go to How To University. There goes the course right there. Let me click on it. All right. 
There you go. This will also, this course will be released uh, January 1st. You can always pre-order the course. I think you can, I think it's available for download. If not, it definitely is available for streaming. And so you can stream the course and anytime you want, you can check it out. Um, you can learn from there anytime from your phone, your laptop, your tablet. You can take the course, all right? And what I mentioned earlier is also go to Survive and Protect. All right? And you can definitely take the course on being your own bodyguard, all right? Learn how to be your own bodyguard. The soft skills, all right? These are, these are based on the soft skills. We're not talking about any type of uh, physical skills. Anybody can do this, use any soft skills, and apply them to their life. So how to be your own VIP protection specialist, all right? Take the course. And if you want to take something a little bit simpler, there's a course already available called How to Simple Emergency Planning in Four Easy Steps, all right? This is like the smaller version of How to Be Your Own VIP Protection Specialist. This covers pretty much everything where this just covers dealing with planning for emergencies. It will show you how to do that. But this will cover a lot more. Um, like I said earlier, for example, hotel security, um, knowing exactly what to look for, because you always hear people saying things like, hey, when you see something, say something. And like I said earlier, there's been a lot of that, people seeing stuff, but and they're saying things, but it's about a lot of garbage, like, Somebody's in a building and they don't believe they live there. Um, this little girl is selling cookies and they're, they're barbecuing in the park, which has nothing to do with nothing. So this course will show you exactly what you need to be looking for. All right. And there's a whole lot more ambush zones that teach you about that. It teach you about developing your safe houses. So in an emergency while you're out and about, You'll have your safe houses planned out, and you might need to go there. If you're at a hotel and you're going and you're out and you might feel like you're in danger or something, you already have these pre-planned pre safe spots you can go to before you make it back to your hotel because you might need to go to these spots before then. And so I'll show you about that as well, okay? So be sure to check out that course that comes out February 1st, 2019. All right, and lastly, you guys want to support the show, be sure to go to anchor.fm slash Norwood Media slash support. All right, and for those who are watching, you see on the screen, the amount 